The content in this episode includes topics around disordered eating. Please be reminded that we are not healthcare professionals, but only speak from our personal experiences. Rock, rock, rock me mama. Welcome back to Rock Rock Me Me Mama. Mama. I'm Macy. And I'm Amy. What are we talking about today, We're talking about um, finding your style as a mom. Like once you become a mom. Because it does change. Do you have to change your style? Does, is it necessary? Do you have to quote unquote dress like a mom? All these things. We definitely don't dress like moms. I don't dress like a mom. I don't think. But we also, but I will say that I definitely dress different than. Yeah. Slightly different. More than yeah. slightly. I mean, I'm. I think I'm a lot more conservative. I'm way more conservative. Yeah, Y'all which is funny. Don't dress like moms. I don't either. I dress like Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're pregnant, so okay. you dress like Adam Sandler. You don't dress like Adam Sandler yeah. when you're not pregnant. But you're the cutest Adam. No, Sandler No, you don't. You don't dress was. like Adam Sandler when you're not pregnant. But when you're pregnant, you know, like you you dress like Adam Sandler. We like live right for your now, Adam Sandler style. You look a little like Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler dresses like me, honey. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, we got. Oh, when I was pregnant, I looked cute until maybe twenty. Well, first trimester, I felt least cute of all. Oh yeah, because you just look fat. You don't and look you pregnant. Feel well, and it, you're like I just look like a, a fat version of me. But it's like you're not big enough to wear maternity clothes. No, and then you're not small enough to fit into your regular clothes. So you're like, you're I swollen. guess what pants it is. You're or I'm swollen. like squeezing into yeah. spandex. Yeah. And it looks like I just have been holding a shit in for four days. Yeah. I wore like a lot of jumpsuits, like yeah. a lot of like jumpers. Cause I didn't want anything touching my waist. Mm. I was just like, anything that touches my waist is, is not yeah. happening for me. And my tits were like yeah. so big. Yeah. Um, And then second try, we've talked about this before. You feel a little cuter. Yeah. Only when you start bumping, when you, when you pop, that's when you're like, okay, I can wear tight things. It also depends on the time of year because for yeah. like, if I were pregnant when Morgan's in like the, the heat of the summer and yeah. like when Maddie was, yeah, I don't know. I'm not kidding. I probably would have worn, I probably would have shown my belly. Like I literally probably would have worn crop tops still and been like, if you have a problem with me, that's fine. But that's because you look like you. No. Okay. But. You can't like have a style like, yeah. What are you gonna wear? This is my well, struggle. I, I'm serious though, because like for me this time, I you I, wear little summer dresses or things that are that's big true. and big and bouncy. That's true. Things that you can kind of let everything air out. I loved my pregnancy style this time, but I really think it was because of the your time pregnancy of year. style was cool. But I also, think it's you the seasons, had though. your exact body with a pregnant stomach. Yeah. Like you literally, your your body looked normal, but with a pregnant stomach. Like you still were super fit. Yeah. So you looked like cool and pregnant, but that doesn't like happen for all of us. That doesn't like <laughs> happen for You know all what of I us. mean? Not all of us get yeah. to look normal. Like some of us actually just look hideous. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like it's just you, there was like a, two month period of time where I was like, I'm looking cute. Yeah. I have a big pregnant belly and I'm still kind of fit, but most of it wasn't like that. But see your, your pregnancy time was the same as mine. Cause why it's due date was Ferris birth is Ferris birthday. 
I feel like the yeah, season has a lot to do Yeah, but I don't look like you. I like it. had got so much cellulite. Like when when I was pregnant, I like definitely blew up and and had. I still don't believe you when you say that, but Macy, we need a pick. Pick or didn't watch, happen. Okay, watch me get. Like, hopefully, I'll get pregnant again. And you guys can see when my body just literally turns to a jar of mayonnaise. And that's the only way I can describe it because it actually looks like that. There is, it's like mayonnaise. I I mean, I can speak to the season bit because yeah. my kids are going to literally have opposite birthdays, June yeah. and December. So everything is different. I was like getting cutie pregnant in February, mm-hmm. March. Yeah, so you with, could bundle up. With heart. And this time, I mean, honestly, like, I mean, I can say this later when we talk more about like mom style or whatever, but like all, all the stuff, all the cute stuff I had like accumulated over the years before I got pregnant with heart no longer fit me at the yeah. beginning of this pe- pregnancy. Yeah. Because I had had a kid breastfed yep. stopped. Yep. Yeah. And those size six pants don't fit anymore, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I think most moms are that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most moms are feel like they kind of never get back to their yeah. pre-pregnancy self. I worked re- like I I'm psycho well, I'm not a um, a fitness person where it's my job like you mm-hmm. where you actually have to be in shape all the time mm-hmm. and you don't get any leeway. Yeah. For me, uh, nobody's watching me to be like, did she lose the last yeah. 10? But I'm watching me because yeah. I am so conscious of everything I put in my mouth. I mean, my friend Jess and I went on a walk yesterday and we were talking because she struggles. She's had an eating disorder. Eating disorders are like alcoholism or drug addiction. It doesn't leave you. Mm-hmm. And you've talked about this mm-hmm. too. It's not something that leaves you. It's something that you manage. It's constant work. But it's something that can always come back. Yeah. And I've always struggled with eating disorders in in my own way where I never full out had anorexia. I never full out had bulimia, but I would used to throw up after meals yeah. a, a lot. Yeah. I used to, you know, and I've tormented myself about the scale. I've counted calories since I was probably 11 years old mm-hmm. and I still count calories and I still weigh myself every single morning. And what I see on the scale determines how I feel about my day. I wish that you would... S- okay, so my friend Jess said the same thing. She said, please throw out your scale. I have told you that so many times. And you said it, I know. But I'm not... To, it's not... I still eat what I want and I work out and so I live a healthy life. yourself? Because I just need to know because if I'm not accountable, then I'm going to get Okay, huge. why so, is the number what's keeping you accountable rather than how you feel? Mm-hmm. Because... Or how things fit. So I know you guys are right, and I know that it's the scale no, thing is fucked up. I really want you to answer up. that. So I just know, and here, okay. So here's, I I don't know how to answer your question. I don't know. You don't have to know. But what time. I know is sometimes I get on the scale and I weigh something that I really don't want to weigh, and I look in the mirror and I'm like, but you look really fit, and so I'm like, okay, so maybe you drank something that bloated you or you ate something that bloated you or but whatever. does that change the way that you eat that day? Yes. Okay. And so if I, but if I get on the scale and I see something that I like that day, I'm like, all right, it can be a little easier you, like, on myself. reward yourself. Yeah. Like I can be a little easier on myself. Can I challenge you with what I challenge when I work with one-on-one clients who do this, we taper off to, we start with once a week. 
That's your way day. It takes self-control. Oof. But it's your weight day because your weight fluctuates. Literally, all I'm so sorry. Literally, Chase, I fluctuate like we, five pounds a week. Okay. Like literally, I can be five pounds. It happens heavier in a day tomorrow though. and be five pounds lighter the next day. Y'all, Chase, he just got a scale. He's doing this workout program and he looks great. He's working out so hard and his like his body looks amazing. Yeah. Um, but he got a scale. I, I fucking hate scales because I have a bad history. I we broke up a long time ago scales and I did. So I'm very passionate about the topic, but Chase bought a scale um, probably about two weeks ago and he weighed himself. I'm sorry, babe. He weighed himself before he pooped and then he pooped and he lost two pounds. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, yeah. and granted your shits aren't like a man shit, but yeah. our weight fluctuates not even within a week. It fluctuates within the I know. I know. So unless you are weighing yourself at the same time every single day and eating the same thing every single day and drinking the same amount of water, I know. the same amount of wine, doing the same workout, like it's going to be different every day. I know. So, and I know that it's sick and it's been ingrained in me since I was a kid. My mom weighed herself every yeah. day. My mom still weighs herself every yeah. day. I mean, it's like, it's just something that my mom's sister does. My grandmother does. I've been counting calories and thinking about every single thing that goes into my mouth from the time I was a little kid. And the reason that I'm open to having this conversation at all mm-hmm. is because I don't want my daughter to be like that. I was like just that. about to say, I'm going to throw this out here. I and don't you know want Farrah to be like that. a place of love. You said you do it because of your mom. You don't want fair to be sitting here no, 30 years from now. I don't. Saying my mom weighed herself every single day. I don't wait to be part of her everyday thought because she watches that girl watches everything she gets on the scale. Yeah, I need to get rid of it. And I say I have the opposite problem, not even being funny, just like seriously. Um, but coming from like a a mother and daughter perspective, is for me health, whether it be food, mental health, physical health was never, uh, it was like, just whatever, anything Mm -hmm. goes, you know, Southern cooking. And that's like, you know, that's a cycle to break as well. And um, I have never been someone who like, yeah, you know, me with vegetables and working Mm -hmm. out. No, I made you a salad and you're like, I've never seen this. Yeah. (laughs) What is is this new? What is this lettuce? Um, Yeah. But um yeah, it's like I see the value in all of it, but it's like I almost stop myself from making the change to be a healthier version, which for you would be getting the re- getting rid of the scale. It just yeah. let's call it what it is. For me would be making those positive changes as yeah. well in my life, but saying like, "Oh, well, it's oh, I'm genetically already like, mm-hmm. you know, predisposed or I was raised without that value yeah. or raised without that discipline or my mom never did that or she did yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want my kids, even though I'm going to have two boys, to grow but up still, like, well, it's important. you know, my, you know, my mom just like never, you know, cooked healthy. We always had a yeah. lot of butter. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not, that is, um, it's a factor, mm-hmm. but it's not the the factor. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a factor. And I think yeah. both of them, like we got to, we have to come meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and the thing about my family is I come from a family of chefs. So yeah. my mom is a chef and my brother is a chef and I ate l- amazingly my whole life. I was spoiled with food, but food was something that you indulged in and mm-hmm. then you made yourself pay later. Mm. So you indulged in delicious food, not 
necessarily unhealthy food because everything was really gourmet. It wasn't fast food. It wasn't tons of butter or casseroles. I mean, we're East Coasters. We're not, yeah. we're not like casserole people. But it was something where you, if you, in my mindset is, and it always has been, eat the piece of pizza, not three. Mm-hmm. Eat the piece of pizza or two ha- and have the salad but know that you're going to run six miles tomorrow mm-hmm. and then you're going to lift and you're going to, and for a time in my life when I was a teenager and in my twenties, I would take tons of laxatives mm-hmm. and also make myself I went through up. that stage too. Yeah. So I would binge eat sometimes cause I would be like, I have no control, whatever. And then I would take laxatives and just like shit my brains out. Yeah. And that's like the grossest thing Yeah. because I mean, how gross. Yeah. But you would, but I would know that when I was eating that stuff, I would know, well, I'm going to fucking shit. I was that way. I developed my eating disorder in college and it was binge and purge. And so I would eat like during the week or if I knew I didn't have something going on, I would just like eat like a bird yeah, or like very minimal and counted calories and all that. And then I would, if we were going out to eat or, or if I had like, eaten so light for so long it would like the like binge um craving would happen and i yeah. would just like eat anything everything. And everything knowing good and well that you're gonna throw up. well i'm gonna throw it all up after. yeah yeah and i that i mean it took years so the to- reason so i i would throw up for there were years where i was throwing up but i have such a bad throw up face like i am such an obvious thrower upper yeah that it like i couldn't get away with it in front of yeah. people so i would have to not like, but then I wouldn't have the self-control sometimes to like not eat everything. And I, I got to a point where I was just like, I think that was also part of the reason I did a lot of cocaine Mm -hmm. Mm. was because when I would do a lot of cocaine, I wouldn't be hungry. Yeah. And I I didn't want an Adderall. Yeah. And I didn't want to be hungry. So I would do a lot of cocaine because a, it, it made me feel like a rock star, but also it made me not eat. Right. And I had all these unhealthy habits that I still have inside me. Yeah. I just don't do them. Yeah. You know, I don't, I'm very much more controlled now. I eat what I want, but in moderation. Yeah. I don't eat terribly. I don't overeat. But if I do eat something that I think makes me feel bad, I overwork out. Yeah. So I'll like make myself pay the next day. Yeah. And that still hasn't changed. I have been able to say to myself, weigh myself and be like, okay, don't panic. Yeah. You ate this or you ate that. But I don't want her whole life to be monopolized by these fucking thoughts. Yeah. Because it is so meaningless. Yeah. Like to feel good and to look good is one thing. It is so important to feel good and feel like you look good as a woman, like to feel confident. It's a very important thing to me. Not oh, yeah. to everyone, yeah. but but to feel good or depending on a number that literally means nothing to nothing. anyone but you. Yeah, it means nothing. And like, and so what if at some point I'm not a size four? Yeah, I, Nick so sure ain't gonna care. Nick thinks you're the hottest thing that. Yeah, walks my husband's the still horny. Still wants to have sex. You know, like. I, I still am a good mom. I'm still a good friend. Yeah. I'm still a great fucking musician. Yeah. You know, why 
is am I unworthy at a size whatever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. It's, but it's it's in me, and I I am struggling to to change that part of me for her. Mm-hmm. And I will say, Amy, I speaking of giving credit, you know, I know you tell you know Macy this, like give credit where it's due. From my seat, I think you also spent a lot of formative years and, you know, 20s in an environment and in a field of work. Not that Mm -hmm. it's always triggered by something external, but um, I think, you know, you already had seen that with, you know, like growing up, but being, you know, being in an environment where that is, yeah, that yeah. is your worth. Image mm-hmm. is, yeah, before anything else. Oh, yeah, you have to look um, a certain way. Yeah. yeah, and so I think it's, you know, I, I think it's acknowledging the the feeling and the why behind it, but, mm-hmm. I mean. Giving I, yourself I a break. Give yourself yeah. a break. Yeah. yeah. For also, one, <laughs> what you ate and how much of it, but also why why I am yeah, the way I, I am. those feelings yeah. to begin with. And and my friend Jess was like, you you need to throw your scale away just the way you say mm-hmm. it. And I told her point blank, I said, I'm not ready. That's why I How say. How fucked is that? How dumb no, is no, that? No, it's not. It's she not said fucked. she drove around with her scale in her car for four years. That makes me so sad. It's But it's not. And I say that from a place of this is not You've a like. been there. Yeah, yeah. This is by no means a like. Um, holier than thou thing like it's sad because I feel that so deeply yeah. I struggled with it for so long and for me like kind of what Morg is saying and anybody who is or was an athlete will probably relate to this just like your you needed to look a certain way I had to look a certain way yeah and I was an athlete my entire life I ran track all through college and what started my eating disorder was when I, I tore my labrum in my hip um and I was completely out for Oof, yeah it so was painful. awful had a massive surgery and yeah it was the first time in my entire life I couldn't work out I've been playing sports since I was three yeah and it was the first time in my life I couldn't work out and something triggered my mind to like well you can't you've always looked in shape you were born I mean I'm genetically I'm skinny yeah, yeah. um like I was born with muscle I was born with a high metabolism yeah. like I've always looked this way I can't let something stop me from looking like the way I've always looked or like I'm expected to look as an athlete. And so in my head, it was like, okay, well, if you're not burning, God knows how many calories I was burning every single day during four or five hour track practices. Yeah. Jesus. Um, And I, I all of a sudden stopped doing that. And so I was like, oh my God, like I have to compensate for this somehow. And so that's where it went, but it is always, whether it stemmed from the way that we were raised or a pressure that, that yeah. we feel or a combination of both. Like, yeah. cause I have to say like my mom, I've never talked to her about this, but I never felt any of that from my mom. Um, but it definitely was the pressure that I put on myself to look a yeah. certain way as an athlete. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with this, but it is always stemmed from something. Oh yeah. And I'm trying to find like the root of what, yeah. like I know that my mom was always and still is psychotic. I mean, the first thing my mom or my aunt or my grandmother will say to you is, oh my God, I'm so fat right now. Yeah. And that's like part of our humor. Like that's like part of our Jewish Italian, like, yeah. you know, that's like how we talk. Like, yeah. ugh, I just ate this and I'm like so fat. Like it's stupid, but it's kind of our 
language. And it's our terms of endearment Mm -hmm. too. Like our terms of endearment is like, oh my God, you look so skinny. Yeah. It's like, you look amazing because you probably haven't eaten this a lot this week and you worked out really hard. So you look skinny. That's like a way to compliment someone. And I'm always very hesitant to compliment a woman Mm -hmm. um, in that way. My friend Alana, I just saw her in LA and she had lost a significant amount and she was never big. She was always in good shape. Yeah. But she had clearly gotten skinnier. Yeah. And she's been on the keto diet. Yeah. And I just kept saying to her, I was like, wow, you look fucking amazing. Like you're so skinny. And then I caught myself and I was like, God, why am I celebrating? You're glorifying. Why am I celebrating her for losing weight when she's, and she is healthy. Yeah. But she's working really hard on it and she's probably beating herself up and she's probably not eating a lot. And like, why am I, I'm part of the problem. And that's what everybody's done to me too. When I've lost weight and when I've looked really skinny, people have told me how amazing I look. Right. And so I register that as skinny is good. Yeah. I think, I think most women do not. Yeah. And the funny thing is when I'm thicker and more muscular, that's when my husband's way more uh, mm-hmm. into me. Mm-hmm. Nick is, yeah. and if I'm eating and like he and men in general, like respond to curves, right? whether it's skinny toned curves or just curves, men really don't. The funny thing is men don't give a fuck. Right. Well, it's women that care. Like, it's women that care. It's, it's the difference in who you're dressing for. Like, or, dieting for it, working out like are you doing that for women or yourself or men yeah yeah and I think back to I mean I was when I was a young young kid I was always very active and I was artsy but I was also kind of athletic and mm-hmm. I just remember at some point I don't know what age it was but at some point I saw that I was gaining weight yeah and other girls weren't yeah like I remember seeing cellulite on my body for the first time and looking in the mirror and knowing that my friend Lauren, who I hung out with all the time, didn't have any. Mm. And I was like, why do you not have any of this? Mm-hmm. And I have this. And what is this? And it's most, 90% of women have cellulite. But I, Is that the nine, fact? I would say more Literally, than. or more. Most women have cellulite. But I remember it as I started coming into my teen years, like when I started just getting chunkier, I was also like just eating a ton and Mm -hmm. whatever. But I remember seeing cellulite and I remember thinking this is the most unattractive thing that could ever happen. Yeah. And what a curse. Yeah. And then seeing other girlfriends that just didn't have it. And, and then girls that did, but I was just like, why me? Yeah. Now I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's there. Women have cellulite. You learn that as a woman, you learn to normalize cellulite. Yeah. But as when you're a teenager and you're just starting to look at your body and you're, you know, I remember just different things happening before I went through puberty. I had no boobs Mm -hmm. and I was chunkier and I had cellulite and I, I hated my legs. That was my main obsession. I hated my legs. And I would pick my body every day. I would look in the mirror and just like pick my body apart. And my brothers would be like, you're a psycho. Yeah. But I would be like, my legs are so fat. And they yeah. would be like, your legs are kind of fat. Oh, <laughs> guys. But 
they were like this like agreeing with me like they were like they are kind of yeah. like you know yeah but my brothers also were chunky too yeah. we were all chunkies yeah and then i went through puberty and i learned okay i have boobs now people are paying attention to me yeah now i'm gonna starve myself yeah and that's i think when it started yeah but i don't remember a moment in time when i was there's like, there's not there i don't know that there's ever one I don't know what the age is, but there is an age where our children are going to start looking in their at themselves in the mirror and not smile and not see. What, I want to say they see now four is like, what I've read. It's okay. young, it's scary young. Yeah, that's why. Like someone said six to me today, and I was I thought that was young. Four is I could be wrong. Yeah, nobody come at me for that because Farah just, looks in the mirror right now and she looks at herself and she smiles and she says, "Mommy, I beautiful." Yes, and like we need to keep that and, energy. And how do I save that? How do I keep yeah, that? That makes me want to cry. I know. I know. Um, yeah, and I mean, I I think there's no there's no one moment. It's like it's over time, and it's it's things that are. I mean, we all know built. Uh, society is built mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I um, it's like you almost until you know better you have no choice but to take part you know better now yeah yeah don't take part we're gonna like I know dropping so many good you're things. so wise oh, you're please. so wise but no I remember my no, mom I do I know better now yeah you do you do and and uh, you'd be doing yourself and your daughter a disservice by yeah. not making a change that you're capable of making. With not saying that it's just What if I just hide easy. the skill like in my, no, she's going to see. I think I think talk to someone who's trained in helping people mm-hmm. with those lose their yeah. skills. But lose the thing, skills here's the thing. I'm and not and like self throwing up. I'm, I'm not right. underweight. I am healthy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I am. I eat healthy. Yeah. I work out a healthy amount. I yeah. don't overdo anything. I think it's my the only problem. It's the my only problem right now with this particular subject is the scale. Yeah, it's the mindset. It's the mindset. No, you're the healthy. I, we it's can habit. vouch for it's that. Like, yeah, yeah. I. That's why I just don't know how to let go of the fucking. Scale. What if you started doing every other day and then wean down to? Okay, I can promise you guys that. Let's all keep okay. okay I can. There. I can. You accountable. Let's I can promise there. you that tomorrow morning, I will not weigh myself. Okay, I'm literally gonna check. I'm going to text you tomorrow morning, and you have to be honest with me. It's hard, Amy. It's hard, and I. I want to say this, and it's. I remember, I was. I have got two sisters. I'm in the middle, and I was always known as the skinny sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a heck of a, of, That's a, pressure. a a brand to live up to. Yeah. Um, and I don't know that anyone else in my family would have noticed this, but my mom, who has struggled with her weight, she was little, then she had four kids, and then she wasn't mm-hmm. really as much. And she worked at a Belk, and she oh, would bring... I love that she did that. Yeah. She worked in the kids' shoe department. Um, oh, my God. She would bring that. me home Ralph Lauren dresses, cute clothes. She never did that for my sisters. It oh. was these tiny. Because you were the skinny one. She was, was like, oh. uh, I felt, you know. So you were celebrated. Well, I didn't feel like this at the time, actually. Now, reflecting on it, it's like yeah. you do see those yeah. those little ways where that's ingrained in you of like, oh, I've got value because I'm the little one. Yeah. Totally. You know? Totally. And so, um, yeah, I think... I don't believe everyone does their best with the knowledge that they have. I actually don't believe that. No. However, I believe that you can choose to. We are all capable of it. It's also like it is constant work. And if it's not 
because I, I know yeah, you're from, never done. No, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You're never done. And I don't want anything like I, everything that I'm saying is literally coming from personal experience or like the pain that you're like, I, I have, I have been there. I struggled with an eating disorder for probably six years. Yeah. And I can proudly say that I haven't thrown up in, oh my God, it's been, well, since long before I got pregnant. I mean, probably three or four years. Yeah. And I don't have that temptation anymore. But like for me, sometimes it's, I still, and I think I always will have that pressure of I need to look a certain way because I am a trainer or I work in fitness or, yeah, or whatever. So like that's something that I, like I'm very pleased to say that I have overcome my eating disorder. And for anybody who has one, you can too. It's doable. But, but it's every day. You it's have to every work day on that it. I yeah. am still working on like the mental aspect yeah. of like the way that I need to look. And then another thought that I had was, um, you were saying like it feels like tomorrow you're not gonna look, you're not gonna get on the scale. Yeah. What's gonna happen is you're gonna wake up in the morning. You're gonna say I'll start tomorrow. Yeah. But you need to like. There's going to be a hundred tomorrows, and that's how it was. I think probably I most women can say. I need to remove the scale from the main bathroom where she is. Yeah, that's start what there. I need to do if now. That's step one. Start there, and I need to not do that in front of her. Yeah, because she does step on the scale yeah. now. Right after me, she does. Yeah, and it's like well, right now it's cute, but it's like not cute. Eventually, yeah. she's gonna think she's gonna ask you why you're doing like, yeah. or she's gonna she's she smart as shit. She's gonna put it together. Yeah, but. You're going to say, I can start tomorrow. I did that, y'all, every time I was bent over the toilet throwing up. Sorry, that's graphic, and I hope it's not triggering for anybody. We will have a content warning. Yeah, we yeah. will have a, this will have a trigger warning. Um, every time I was doing that, I would say, this is the last time. Like, next, like, you're done. Like, yeah. Because you feel so, or I, I can't say you for general public. I would feel so bad about myself, and I knew what I was doing, yeah. and I was disgusted and ashamed and it was such a dark dark secret and every single time I did it I was like this is the last time like you don't need to be here you're aware of it like I'm I was able to admit it to myself yeah which I do think is step one yeah um and it's a really hard step but I and you're like training other people and how to get their bodies yes and you're doing that and there was that guilt that just ate at me every single day of like I'm like I'm a phone phony like this is yeah I can't even why am I talking to women about I'm a phone um (laughs) and so that was a constant thing was like, well, there's next time or like yeah or you know the next time it did happen I was like okay I'll do it again the next time so all that to say, there's a 99.9% chance tomorrow morning you're going to wake up and you're going to think, ah, I'll start it tomorrow. Yeah. Bite that urge. Okay. Because the will. hardest time. Or the, I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I will. I'll but tell the you. hardest time is like, the I first did. time. I weighed myself. Yeah. And every time you do put it off until tomorrow is another win. And that's going to get easier. And then before you know it, it's going to be every three yeah. days. And then before you know it, it's going to be once a week. And yeah. like you will get there. It's the first not putting it off that's yeah. the hardest yeah it's small goals but i will say um like i said in a previous episode this is just the you you're accustomed to yeah, yeah. you can do it and i want more for you than just weighing yourself every other day yeah. you can do more than that we but see it's you a good and it's a good first oh step it's a good yeah. start yeah um and all of this for her, like <laughs> to break the cycle, like yeah. you said in one of the other last yeah. episodes, breaking like, the cycle to break the cycle. I need to stop weighing myself. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. 
in front of her and in front of me. Yeah. Because why? Right. Do it for you. Do too. it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Your daughter matters you. and that's an extra layer of motivation. Totally. But yeah. Well, sorry. That took a massive turn that we weren't. We can like cover mom style in five minutes really quick. <laughs> sorry, y'all. Back no. up. Like, what should we do? What do you want to know? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm a strong believer in that the conversation flows where it needs yeah, to. Oh, it totally does. I, I was just going to say, like, for a mom style, if you feel like you don't know your mom style yet, it's okay. Just keep dressing in what makes you feel good. For me, my mom style is anything that's really high-waisted. Yeah. Um, I love to be tucked in to... Mm-hmm. Nice um, and secure. Anything. Yeah. Like, when I was... Uh, before I was a mom, I wore crop tops every single day. I wouldn't now, not because I'm not in shape, because I work really hard to be in shape, but I will say my stomach is just not the same. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the same. Like it's as toned as I have made it thus far with the lifestyle that I have. Mm-hmm. And I work out every almost every single day and I still have that layer of goo. Your anatomy yeah. is different. Yeah. And I still have a layer no, of mom. Literally. Though. I literally, literally have a layer of mom goo. That like it won't shed. Yeah, it could if if I did steamed vegetables and fucking yeah, but ew, did, we don't, but I'm not doing that. No, so to live and the that's life good that you're yeah, like that's to live the life that I live, which is I eat what I want. Yeah, in moderation, and I drink every night. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't drink last night, you guys. Oh wow! But um, but I drink one or two glasses of wine every night. But like. To live the life that I live, I have the layer of mom goo. It's fine. I'm just not wearing like a crop top every yeah. day. Yeah, but I I do think that there is this stigma, and we'll wrap it up because I know we need to. But um, for those of you who are like dying to know about mom style, we'll cover yeah, it. In two they're like, but now. you never got to mom uh, style. Um, <laughs> no one fucking cares. I'm like in the weird five months postpartum. Like my boobs aren't what they are going to be, and I can only wear like because you know when you're nursing, your boobs are they're massive huge, and like yeah. it's all different. And I was telling Amy in the bathroom, I was trying on all my shorts and I have so many good jean shorts, but like my ass cheeks are hanging out of all of them. And yeah. like, it's not even that I'm a mom. Cause I think that a lot of women think like you have to dress like a mom. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I don't think that when you become a mom, you have to like wear moo's and like no. dress like a mom, like wear what you feel good yeah. in. But for me, and like we were saying, I just don't want I don't want the attention. I don't like, want I don't, the attention. I don't want to look. Yeah, like I used to thrive on attention. Totally. And now I just like Like come don't. up to me and tell me you love my body. But now if you were to do that, it'd be like, ooh. Ew, get away. Yeah. Yeah, like, mommy, get away. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would never wear this. Like I, I wear shirts that cover my yeah. chest. And I would never do that when I was younger because I was just like, if I don't have my tits out, who am I? Well, and there's such a fine line in like confidence and like dressing for attention. Yeah. Cause like, here's the deal. If you feel confident with your stomach showing and yeah. like, you're feeling that, that, like that outfit and you got some cleavage yeah. and like, go for go it. Go for it. Oh my God. Always dress you how you feel good. And like do it. So anyways, we but can, how do... I feel good now is just like, I like to wear things that are fitted, yeah. but I don't love to show as much skin. Yeah. So yeah. that's like how I'm like, I've kind of moderated my mom style too. Yeah. I like to feel sexy and and put together but i also don't want the sexual attention yes. that i and used that to really crave just be an age thing yeah like, i mean i'm fucking not, 40 that may not even be yeah. a mom thing so all this to say if you're a new mom don't feel like you have to like no dress, dress how you want like mom. Dress yeah how you wear want. what and you want rock what you want take you a while to figure out what that new style is 
And also what you always say, like, I think a lot of moms are in better shape after kids yes. than they ever were before. Agreed. Because kids sometimes give you this new motivation life where you yeah. need to motivate. Yeah. So a lot of moms, especially after they've had the last kid where they're like, all right, I'm not having any more kids. They're like, all totally. right, now I'm going to get in the shape that I need to be in. Totally. And they look fucking hotter than ever. So if you want to wear little clothing, then like, yeah. wear show your clothing. butt crack, baby. Yeah. Sometimes you're me and you find your style in between pregnancies mm. and then, um, you know, give yourself some, some, some grace that, yeah. you know, there, you may have mom style and then you may have pregnancy style, yeah. which yeah. may be very Adam Sandler esque. Yeah. And, you know, you'll, you'll get back to that. And it doesn't they're mean you temporary. have to, doesn't mean you have to fit back into the clothes you no, bought at that time you don't that are in your closet. To. Right. Yeah. But sometimes that is put on hold. Yeah. 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 Oh, good talks. Good talks. Um, right. Let's hear it from the listeners. What you guys want to know. What do you want to know? All right. We're going to not be funny. That's, so That's Nick for so those of you good. who cannot my husband, guess. So Jimmy Kimmel. It's so, it's so oh. good. Um, okay. I'm between a couple. And y'all keep, like, even if we don't have the question box up, like, if you think of something, yeah, just, just ask DM us. Yeah, Mama. ask us. We always want to um, know what you guys want to know. Yeah, yeah. What do you want to know? Um, so I'm not going to think too much into this. I'm just going to throw one out there. Alcohol while breastfeeding pump and dump, wait two hours, what's best? And I will say, we don't know what's best. We know what, what we, we do. do yeah, let's, let's, that's a great yeah. disclaimer. Let's preface this mm -hmm. by saying, we don't know the answers to things. We're Googling just like you. Yeah. So don't hold us, don't keep we'll us accountable you, to things that are as though they're facts. Right. We don't know. We'll answer how we Personally, live. I go by, and this has actually been told to me by several pediatricians. That's not, I don't know several pediatricians. <laughs> by, like, I'm talking to all the pediatricians in the state. Um, I've interviewed various pediatricians and they've all, all told me. Every single one. Yeah. Uh, two pediatricians have told me that verbatim Eli's pediatrician, we've switched since then, but his pediatrician, when I asked in the hospital, it was literally one of my first questions. I was like, um, if I want some wine and she literally goes, as long as you don't feel woo, then you're good to go. Um, and then I've, I see most of the time now um, that if you feel okay to drive, then you are okay to feed. And that is the rule that I go by. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like when I'm breastfeeding, I have a couple drinks. Yes. And I don't feel guilty about it. No. It's not like you can't think of it like you're pouring the margarita down your child's throat. It's going through your tit, into your bloodstream, mm -hmm. through a bunch of different filters. Well, the percentage and a that percentage actually goes that comes out is very so minimal. Small. So no, don't get drunk. Don't fucking blow lines of cocaine or do Molly. Yeah, God, but don't do that. Have a couple glasses of wine if you want, or have a drink. Yeah. Like, don't I mean, or do whatever makes you feel comfortable. Which might be which might not be nothing. It. Yeah. 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 But if you are breastfeeding and you want to have a drink, have you a drink. can have a drink. You're not. But if it also, if it makes you feel better to pump and dump after, then you can. Yeah, pump but and dump. also, let's not pump and dump. Let's save the milk for bath or for skin issues. Yeah. You don't have to dump it. But yeah, that's, if I can drive, I'm a feed. Yeah. I mean, you guys know how I feel. I don't even need to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, baby. Cheers. All right. Well, it's been real. It Cheers. Has been real. To the also, just to like wrap it up. I'm sorry. I'm going to get deep because I'm super passionate about this topic. If 
you have struggled or you are struggling with an eating disorder, there is an end and you can overcome it. And I see you and you're beautiful and I'm rooting for you. Yes. Cheers. Love you. Rock, rock, rock me, mama.